This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Hello, East Idaho PrepCast, IdahoSports.com, District 5, District 6 Athletics, Brandon Bainey, Sean Kane. Sean, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm as good as I have been. Gosh. All right. So for those of you, you're going to get a little behind the scenes here. Sean and I just spent the last 45 minutes recording probably the best episode of all time of the East Idaho PrepCast. My best jokes for sure. Only problem is some idiot forgot to hit the record button. So you and I just had a conversation that didn't mean anything. And we're going to try to replicate it now. It won't be as good as the original, but... Are you ready, Sean? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm more than ready. All right. <laughs> Let's start with State Cross Country. It was hosted at the Portniff Wellness Complex in Pocatello uh, this past weekend. We had some incredible stories across the board, starting with the 4A girls, where Neela Roberts of Skyline, the first four-time champion in Idaho girls cross country history. Yep. The four-time uh, champion, Roberts, uh, just it's it's hard to do once four is better and just congrats for being the first ever to do that just a great job meanwhile congratulations are also in order for the preston indians girls three pete in girls cross country way to go preston yeah preston had a bunch of uh they had the pack as i like to call them all running and placing in a and in, in a very nice neat fashion in the top 20 to get them that third straight yeah, uh, Ellie Jepson, sixth, Marin Leffler, eighth, Maya Ashley, ninth, Ashley Scott, 11th, Oakley Reed, 13th, Bethany Moore, 20th, all for Preston there. For a boys title, Idaho Falls sweeps it. The Tigers win the team title, and Luke Athey wins the individual title. What a journey he had, Sean. He won the 5A championship as a sophomore, then missed his entire junior season. He was out of action for 16 months due to a stress fracture and then uh, a surgery to correct that procedure. And so he comes back after missing a year, really 16 months, and wins in his senior season the 4A championship. What a story for Luke Athey of Idaho Falls. Yeah, just the story of endurance, right? That's what cross country is all about, endurance. And he's had the most of it out of anyone coming back from that injury and winning, um, you know, after a 16-month layoff. So great job by him and coming, you know, just been able to do that after being down for that long period of time and building back up is just amazing so congratulations certainly at the 3a meet south fremont makes school history sean it's their first cross-country championship in school history and it comes courtesy of the south fremont boys congratulations to the cougars yeah the the cougar den is raising another banner <laughs> <laughs> that's right and more history for south fremont their first individual winner as well in cross-country history at south fremont and you might be thinking, oh, it came on the boys' side, right, since they won the team title. No, it was on the girls' side where they had their first boy or girl to bring home first place individually. Uh, so congratulations to South Fremont's, um, oh, man, Sage Lion. <laughs> it took me a second to draw on the name. You'd, you'd think I knew it since we just talked about it half an hour ago. And Sage will have the chance to do the four in a row too, right? So uh, so, so Sage is a senior. Oh, She's never mind. She's a four-time placer at state, but yep. she finally wins the championship yes. here in her senior season. Um, so congratulations 
there. The 3A Girls Championship is won by Snake River. They edged out Sugar Salem by five points. So Snake River won it two years ago. Sugar kind of stole it back last year. Snake River, they're just playing this tug of war with each other. Yeah, that's the, 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 the muddy pit is the state championship, right? You tug hard <laughs> enough, you get the state championship. But yeah, great job by Snake River and um, just a good job by both teams able just to get back there every year and being fighting for it, you know, testament to both programs. Definitely. 2A, of course, well represented by East Idaho. So you were talking about uh, yes. Bella, Bella Spencer, the freshman from West Jefferson. She wins the uh, 2A individual title and she might be the next four-time champion like Neela Roberts from Skyline, a great start here to her cross-country career. Yeah, and, and she won Tiger Grizz and there, you know, there's a lot of comparisons about you know what could be but what is now is that she's a state champion as a freshman and it'll be exciting to see how her, her career builds after this yeah the two-way girls title won by who else soda springs they edge out ryrie by three points so coach jeff horsley at soda springs has got it rocking and rolling again congrats to the cardinals yeah the cardinals trophy case is full and they <laughs> will be building a new one uh shortly because they all they do is win three titles uh tons of them so congrats to them and just a great program and in, in soda springs yeah 13 in a row at one point here in the uh, early part of the millennium uh lizzie butler the top runner third place uh, for soda springs india galloway took seventh ellie wood was eighth rebecca evans was 10th yanetti garbit was 15th uh, on the boys side north fremont sweeps it the huskies win their second title in three years corbin johnston from north fremont your individual champ yeah, Corbin Johnson, a great athlete. He goes in and beats, you know, the other divisions when they do those kinds of meets um, in track and just phenomenal by him. And I'm sure we'll hear from him later in the spring. Yes, we will. Stay tuned. And then at the 1A competition, Sean, Rockland wins its first ever cross-country championship in school history. It came on the boys' side as they edged out victory charter uh, by by two points. So a tight win for the Bulldogs. Ezra Hubbard was their top individual. He took fourth place overall. Congratulations to Rockland. Yeah, Rockland finding ways to win um, in every sport and and did it for the first time in cross country and no surprises there. So congrats to the Bulldogs. Definitely. Uh, this Saturday, we will be broadcasting Rockland's quarterfinal uh, round football game on idahosports.com as they host tri valley that's at one o'clock on saturday and at halftime we are going to try and get boys cross country coach jeremy smith on for a little halftime interview to talk about the championship how cool is that, that yeah that'll be exciting um just to hear what it is you know to get that first one in program history from you know the bulldog's mouth yep <laughs> Um, let's see. Let's go to state volleyball, Sean. Now where it all took place up in North Idaho. We had one champion from East Idaho, the Madison Bobcats. They win their second consecutive five, a championship. Now Eagle came through and beat them in the first championship match. It set up the, uh, if necessary, winner take all, uh, rematch match five. <laughs> yeah. Match five and, uh, Madison held on and won. So congratulations to the Bobcats. Yeah. Nice job, Madison. You know, I just, you know, back to back's great. It's a, uh, it's great for making shirts. It's great to put on your rings. Um, it feels good all the way around. So congratulations uh, to Madison and, um, and good job by Eagle as well, you know, to come back through that back end of the draw, but uh, yeah, Madison back to back. It sounds good. 
Yeah, they uh, did it with a new coach this year as well. At the 4A meet, Sean, uh, Bonneville takes second, Pocatello takes third. Skyview is your champions, but for the Bees and the Thunder, uh, both coming on with trophies. Feels nice. Yeah, nice job. You know, Pocatello hadn't had a trophy in volleyball for 33 years um, and to bring one back. And, you know, that the program hadn't been to state in 33 years either. So their first trip back in 30-plus years and to come back with a trophy – uh, I don't know what what more you want. What more do you want? <laughs> you know, that's that's a, a story in itself. So congratulations to them. And of course, Bonneville had a great season, did a lot of great things. Um, and they had to come back and beat Pocatello, right? Pocatello beat them first. Then Bonneville comes back, beats Pocatello. So Pocatello and Bonneville got very familiar with each other. But unfortunately, they didn't get familiar enough with that pesky Skyview uh, dynasty in I don't, where is it? The Boise area? I don't know. Yeah. The Skyview's in Nampa. Um, oh, I, I know where it is. Oh yeah. I was going to say like, <laughs> I thought, yeah. Uh, four in a row for Skyview, six of the last eight as well for the Incredible. Hawks. Yeah. Three a snake river is your runner up. They fall to fruitland Two a Malad is your runner up. They fall to Melba one a D one grace is your runner up. They fall to Troy and at the one a D two tournament. Grace Lutheran takes third. It was their first tournament ever in school history and they come home with a trophy as well. So we didn't, we only had the one champion Sean, but a lot of teams coming home with hardware, which is great to see. Yeah. And you know, Grace Lutheran, we talked about them all year. Just, a uh, magical run by them and with seven young ladies able to bring home a trophy, the first in program history, uh, just an amazing, amazing run. And not only did they do that by winning at state, they had to beat their same conference teams at state to do it. So it was, it was no fluke, right? They win in conference, beat the same teams at state. And I'm talking Rockland Mackey. They did it. Trophy. Congrats. Yep. Uh, so that is what happened in state volleyball. Let's get to the first round of the football postseason. Sean, we'll start in class 2A because that's where the, the most excitement was for East Idaho. I feel like it was a game you were at. Firth was at Aberdeen in a first round playoff game. Aberdeen gets the win 22 to 14. This game was tied up at 14 all in the fourth quarter. Aberdeen goes on a really long drive. It's capped off by a by a touchdown run from a yard out from Hyatt Beck with just 159 to play. Aberdeen wins 22 to 14. What did you see in this game? You know, you just you saw uh Aberdeen uh physical up front. Uh they're gonna run the ball, and that's what they did, and they do it between you know, Lupe Ortiz is the quarterback, Hyatt Beck, and also uh, Hernandez comes in as well. So they have a three-headed mo monster of running, um, and that's what was on display. And and led by Lupe Ortiz, the, the sophomore who's come in um, to play as Gage Driscoll had another injury uh, setback. But yeah, Lupe Ortiz was the player of the game, and there's a reason why it, uh, he's a sophomore and playing quarterback. So nice job by Aberdeen to come around with that first round win. Definitely. Bear Lake also got a first round win over Wendell, 42 to nothing. The Bears jumped out to a 21 nothing lead. Rhett Lloyd threw a touchdown pass, ran for a touchdown, and then Bear Lake had a pick six on defense. And just like that, in the blink of an eye, it was 21 nothing in the first quarter. They win 42 to nothing. So now, as we look at the two A bracket here, Sean, uh, the quarterfinal matchups, you've got a rematch of sorts, right? Aberdeen will be at Westside on Friday night at six o'clock. And also another East Idaho showdown. It's all East Idaho on the bottom half of that bracket. Bear Lake will play North Fremont inside Holt Arena 
on Thursday at 5.30. This game will kick off the quarterfinal round across the state. It's a game you can catch on IdahoSports.com. Which game are you more excited for, Aberdeen Westside or Bear Lake North Fremont? Um, you know, I think that Aberdeen Westside is where I'm going to lean towards just because they had a pretty close game this year. Uh, Aberdeen's nemesis in that, that conference, that division or nemesis really for anyone in two a football is Westside. And, um, I, you know, I think they're going to, they're going to be ready to play. I, I have no doubt in my mind, Westside will be ready to play. Um, and it'll, it'll come down. I, I think it'll, it could come down to be a close game and, who, who can kind of control the ball. Both teams run the ball and run the clock exceptionally well. So I think it'll be an exciting matchup, but I'm going to have to lean a little towards West side, but uh, I mean, West side, Dayton fall playoff football, pirate ships, you know, wh- what else do you want? Uh, it, it'll be a good one. Yep, for sure. Uh, and Bear Lake, you know, playing North Fremont, the Huskies are really good. Um, they've got, I, I think you said you watched a little bit of film of them, uh, probably the best offensive defensive line you've seen. Yeah, the North Fremont, I just think it's it's going to be a task for any team in this, in this bracket to uh, come up with a way to take down that defense and offensive line. They're able to get five yards, you know, on a Tuesday in the afternoon if they want. And you got to find a way way to stop that. And can Bear Lake do it? I don't know. They're peaking at the right time. Um, I think it'll be, uh, you know, a time control, ball control. And I think Fremont does that a little better. And and if, if Bear Lake can come up with some big plays, uh, you know, maybe. But I, I like North Fremont. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the 4A bracket, Sean. This is where the other intriguing action was in the opening round. Uh, Bonneville travels to Sandpoint. They lose 48 nothing. Their season is over. Shelly travels to Skyview and loses 21-14. The Russets uh, took a 7 nothing lead on a, on a touchdown run by Chance Waite from 31 yards out. Skyview tied at 7-7. Shelly takes the lead again in the second quarter, 14-7, on a three-yard touchdown run from Brecker-Williams. Um, and then uh, Skyview ties it again, 14-14. It stayed that way until 2.42 to play in the ballgame. Skyview gets a touchdown pass, and Shelley just never could get that third score in the second half, and a great season for the Russets comes up a touchdown short on the road. Yeah, just kind of the the storybook of of the Shelley you know, season. They're so close in so many games against big teams and just not able to find that breakthrough, but you know, a great job by, you know, Josh Wells and, and that group over there to uh, really, you know, a team no one really talked about, but, you know, almost beat, you know, Pocatello had a good, had chances against Hillcrest. So a, a team uh, that was not in the hype column uh, ended up uh, being very good this year. And we'll look forward to seeing them next. Yeah, for sure. Um, so teams that did win from East Idaho, Hillcrest shuts out Canyon Ridge 35-0. They got up 21-0 at halftime. Trace and Keller, Braxton Battleson have touchdown runs. Peyton King hits Jace Judy for a touchdown also. Uh, and then from there, they kind of powered down and, and got a 35-0 win. And then we had an all-East Idaho doubleheader inside Holt Arena. Rematch of the Emotion Bowl. Skyline beats Idaho Falls 45-6. Uh, the Grizzlies led at halftime 35-0. 
Uh, Carmine Garcia throws touchdown passes to Zion Crockett and Amani Morell. Morell scores twice on the ground. Crockett scores a rushing TD. Skyline wins the rematch pretty easily. Pocatello beats Preston 48-28. Riken Echohawk is finally led out of the barn. 204 yards, three touchdowns rushing. Carson Christensen had 94 yards and two scores on the ground. Drake Impera, uh, Dre Contreras threw for 208 yards and two touchdowns. Ty Wilkinson caught both TDs. And so they're all moving on. So we have Skyview at Hillcrest. We have Skyline at Twin Falls. And we've got Pocatello hosting Sandpoint Friday night at 5.30 at Lookout Field. Uh, Pokey was in the Dome last week in Holt Arena. They get squeezed out this week. They've got to play outside, which could lead to an interesting matchup with Sandpoint in the quarterfinals. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. We, you know, uh, Pocatello was kind of in the same situation in, in the first round last year. They played at Lookout on a cold night against Lake Lakeland. Not Lakeland. Yeah, Lakeland. Yeah, Lakeland. Lakeland. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Lake City. There's a lot of lakes up where you live now. <laughs> yes. Um, Lakeland, the Lakeland Hawks, right? And uh, Lakeland had a bunch of opportunities, fumbled the ball, couldn't come away with a win. Um, so, you know, Pocatello is a, you know, they're, they're a huge offensive unit that, you know, there's no surprise with, you know, Julian Bowie, the Boise state basketball commit and, and the so mentioned guys you just talked about. Uh, and then you've got Sandpoint, um, and you got that contrast, right. An East and a North team. Uh, they don't know each other. They know they exist only on paper. And uh, Friday, we're going to find out, you know, which team's better. <laughs> Pocatello's big strength is running the football. Sandpoint's greatest strength is stopping the run. And so we'll see which strength is ultimately stronger. Uh, this should be a really good one. Sandpoint at Pocatello and what should be a pretty low scoring, but great affair. Uh, Skyline goes to Twin Falls. I like the Grizzlies here on the road. Twin Falls is a little banged up. They've been able to navigate most of the season without a couple of key players. Um, this is the first time the Grizzlies have really had to travel in a while in the playoffs, right? They've always just played in Holt Arena. Um, true road game, but I like the Grizzlies here. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think, you know, Twin Falls, like there's some question marks, but when they kind of took it to Minico and the district championship, uh, the, those question marks went away a little bit for me. But I mean, here's the deal. I, you know, you know what travels well um, is Amani Morel. I, th I think he travels well. I, you know, he's like the accessory everyone needs. It's like a Gucci bag on the airplane. Uh, I think Skyline's got the edge there because uh, they're going to run the ball. Uh, you know, and Amani Morel has been, to my, in my opinion, maybe the one of the best players in 4A this this year. I think he's consistently good. Um, he can run through the tackles. He's got breakout speed. So I, I'd lean a little towards uh, uh, Skyline with Amani Morel. Yeah, and somehow unheralded all at the same time, too, which is interesting for, for Skyline. And then Hillcrest at home against Skyview. We both like the Knights there to continue their undefeated season. Uh, 3A, Teton beat Fruitland 47-14. Thomas Hoosevelt had three touchdowns, two on the ground, also returned a punt, 85 yards for a touchdown. Jack Joyce ran for two touchdowns. Jack Nelson threw two touchdowns to Ty Brown in the victory. Snake River had a home win over Wood River, 28-10. Um, Wood River actually scored first three, nothing. And then snake river scored the next 28 points, Johnny Jones, Andy Serna, Peyton Williams, all rush for touchdowns. Williams also throws the score to Royal Daly. So they are moving on. Marsh Valley season comes to an end with a 38 to 16 loss at Weezer. Um, they played well, uh, late Seth Barchi hits a 39 yard field goal. Corbridge Bastion scores a touchdown run. 
Keaton Belknap hits Chandler Bennett for a touchdown as well. And American Falls had to travel to Timberlake last Saturday. This is a game I was at for IdahoSports.com. Uh, the Beavers lost 69-27. It was a tight game at halftime. Then in the third quarter, Timberlake sort of assorted, asserted its will. Um, but I'm telling you, American Falls is a fun team to watch. Zach Greg runs the ball hard. They have... Uh, I was having some fun with some of the American Falls parents. Uh, I said, you guys need to make T-shirts that say Brower Power on them because <laughs> Dax, Dax Brower is the quarterback. Bo Brower is the top wideout. Uh, and then Austin Adair really impressed me too with the way he can go up and, and catch the football. He made an incredible one-handed grab with two defenders sandwiched over him. Um, I'm still not sure how he hauled that in, but Austin Adair really impressed me. American Falls, I think, is a year away. They're they're young. This is kind of their first time back in the playoffs in a couple of years. Good experience. I would expect them to come back and be more competitive next season. But Snake River and Timberlake, or excuse me, uh, Snake River and Teton are still alive from East Idaho, as is Sugar Salem, Sean. So Sugar Salem hosts Timberlake Saturday at 12 at Madison High School in Rexburg. You have Snake River traveling to Homedale Friday night, 6 o'clock. And then you also have Teton playing Buell inside Holt Arena on Thursday night. And that game will be, is that Thursday or Friday? Yeah, Thursday night, 8-15. All three of those games are on IdahoSports.com. How many teams are advancing in the 3A bracket? Uh, Two. (laughs) <laughs> to i i mean you, you know uh timberlake you know gets a big win but their the reward is to have to go to uh sugar Sa- or play sugar salem not too i mean you're pretty close at madison might but, as well yeah yeah might as well be uh sugar no, knows that area very well i i think sugar salem wins that game uh the game i i east Idaho is gonna have a much harder time is gonna be that home dell snake river right it's no it's no surprise. Homedale and Snake River have played each other in the finals of this tournament um, for many years now. So I think Homedale um, probably will come out with a win over Snake River. But you know, Snake River's had a great season, and and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it competitive. And then also, I like Teton getting that win over Buell, who just kind of narrowly beat McCall Donnelly uh 20 to 12 but i i do like teton i could see a teton sugar salem final but we got to get through these second round games first before we get you know the cane uh predictions going here (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay yeah we won't fire up the cane predictor until uh next week um but yeah i like sugar and teton both to advance um and play what should be really good semifinals. there's like a clear top five i think in 3a with Sugar, Homedale, Teton, and then Kimberly and Weezer. Um, so it should be a really fun Final Four in 3A. Let's talk 5A. Uh, Rigby beats Middleton in pretty convincing fashion. Uh, Rigby gets a 42-16 to win. Luke Flowers passes for 225 yards and two touchdowns. Brecken Searle, 90 yards receiving, and he caught both touchdowns. Peyton Klingler rushes for 66 yards and a touchdown. Carter Freeman has a pick six. It all adds up to a win for Rigby. They now travel to Eagle in what should be one of the best games of the weekend. It's Friday night, 7 o'clock on IdahoSports.com, a true coin flip game if there were one. Yeah, I mean, this is when you look at all the games happening this weekend, um, Thursday through Saturday, uh, this is the one that I, I think rises to the top. You've got Eagle, who's battled everyone up in Boise, close, won a lot of close games. You've got Rigby, who everyone kind of was like, oh, they lost all these games to really good Utah teams. We don't know. They lost to Coeur d'Alene. I think Rigby's peaking at the right time. And 
we know what Rigby does. Rigby goes to Boise and wins games against teams that they are, you know, not necessarily favored to win. They've done this for a few years now, and I, and I don't know if that will change. Um, but like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if Eagle won. But I, I like Rigby going in and doing what they've done in years past is winning against, you know, you know, essentially the top seed from Boise. Yeah, and on the same line, Highland got a first-round bye. They will host Hawaii Friday night, 5.30, inside Holt Arena on IdahoSports.com. Hawaii picked up their first playoff win in school history last week. They needed overtime to beat Boise. I like Highland here, personally. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you give that Highland coaching staff more time to prepare and hope for a good outcome if you're the opposing team uh you know Nick Sorrell and all those guys up there they're gonna they're gonna be locked in and loaded um so I, I like Highland as well yeah good luck to the Rams and the Rigby Red Devils Sean during the playoffs Rigby uh back in the day in the 50s they were their school mascot was the Red Devils and then they when is that the, why they had the horns on their did they have horns yes on their, I saw that yeah, that they do they do this every year for the playoffs. They become the Rigby Red Devils, um, because that's what they originally were back in the 50s. And then there was a fire at Man- Manan used to have its own high school. It burned down. And so all the Manan students, instead of building a new high school, they said, Well, we'll just send them to Rigby. That's when they became the Trojans. So uh yeah, every year when they're in the playoffs, Rigby becomes the Red Devils. It's kind of a cool thing there. Yeah, um, I saw the I saw their their helmets on something and it looks like the Arizona, you know, devil thing. Yeah. The, the, I don't know what to describe it, but you know what I'm saying. It's a little, pit, it's a little pitchfork <laughs> thing. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool that they do that every year. Um, kind of throwbacks to, to the Red Devils. Um, okay. Eight man football, 1A D1. Sean Grace beats Carrie in the opening round last week, 28 to 6. Um, kind of interesting. Braden Kimball had been playing quarterback for Grace most of the year. Uh, he moved out to wide receiver. Sophomore Gavin Draper was playing QB now. Um, and, and Draper played well. He ran for a touchdown and he threw touchdown passes to Kobe Rindless Baker as well as Kimball. Kimball caught a touchdown. Wyatt Cutler also scored on the ground. Grace gets the victory. Uh, they now have to travel to Cameo, though, Friday night, six o'clock outdoors in the cold weather. I think this might be where the road stops for Grace. This is a rematch of the semifinals from last year that was played inside Holt Arena. This time they got to play outdoors in Cameo. Yeah, definitely the most intriguing matchup, I think, in the second round quarterfinals of 1A uh, D1 is, is Cameo versus Grace. Uh, you know, I like Grace. I, f- I think they find ways to win. It'll be interesting to see if they keep that quarterback arrangement the same. Uh, maybe they had it in their back pocket and we're keeping it secret until now. And um, and that's a lot to prepare for, you know, a little different look from a team that's played with someone else at quarterback, but, uh, definitely, definitely a hard, uh, road win to go all the way up North and win. But, you know, I, I think this is, this will be one of the closest games maybe in the quarterfinals. Um, and it, and it could just come down to, uh, mistakes, but you know, you're going to lean North. Now I'm going to lean grace. I'm going to lean into the Grizzlies. <laughs> All right. It sounds like a winning strategy. I mean, Grace did get all the way to the championship game last year. Uh, Butte County also playing this weekend. They had a first round bye. They will now play the Valley Vikings inside Holt Arena uh, Friday night at 815 on IdahoSports.com. Valley has a dynamic two uh, dual threat quarterback in Josh Hardy, but I really like Butte County's defense here to put the clamps down and, and move on to the semis. Yeah, I'd agree. Butte County's defense has kind of been their uh, the rallying uh, flag this year, and I think it will continue in this game. 
Yep. One uh, AD two Sean Mackey's season comes to an end. They they fell to Hagerman in the opening round, seventy to nothing. So all that's left is Rockland. They're carrying the flag for East Idaho. They're going to host Tri Valley Saturday, one p.m. on IdahoSports.com. Been a long time since Rockland's been in the Final Four. Can they get there this season? You know, looking looking at the at the games, you know, I feel like the bracket probably went as best it could for them. Um, and I, I like their chances against Tri-Valley. I like, I like Teague Matthews, um, the everything player for Rockland, you know, defense and offense, um, to be a big factor in this game. And, and at home, I, I like Rockland at home. They have, it's kind of a fun place, uh, for eight man football. I think in Rockland, kind of an untold gem here in East Idaho, I, you know, everyone, and I've never been there, but I have, I have friends that have family members that live there and they're just like Rockland is one of the you know the best places to go to a game, and so I, I, I like Rockland there. I, I hear it from a lot of people. I've never been there, but my sources are never wrong. I've been there for a playoff <laughs> game two years ago. It was a great time. I was well fed. They took care of me in the food department, and um, the coaches were great. The athletic director Andy Nelson is great. They're all just great people there in Rockland. Uh, for sure. So it's it's going to be a really fun time. Uh, Saturday, 1 p.m. on IdahoSports.com. All right, Sean, we did it. We recreated our entire episode and we did it in like half the time, too. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just we just knew what we were going to say this time. <laughs> the, dre- the dress rehearsal went pretty well. And now the real thing here it is. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. I mean, I think the one thing you failed to mention is IdahoSports.com is going to have 17 games this weekend yes uh there are 24 games happening across the state for the quarterfinals we will be broadcasting 17 of those games if you want to see which ones we're covering click on the game streams tab on the home page at idahosports.com uh sean rest up you got a big game friday night sandpoint and pocatello yeah i'm you know, it's I'm I'm excited to see what can happen. I, you know, I think I've seen you ever remember that movie, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Um, I think I've seen the good, I've seen the bad, and I've seen the ugly of of the Thunder. Um, and you know, it's kind of like you know who's gonna what what part of that are they gonna get? Because when they're good, like last week, you know, five hundred plus five hundred plus yards of offense, they're hard to stop. And and the Thunder have a very very underrated defense. Now they have a good good linebacker in Devin Rodriguez. I don't think he's any um, you know, he's not going to be a surprise to anyone, but I think overall their defense is kind of underrated and, and has done a lot of things um, for the size they have. But, you know, I think Sandpoint takes down uh, a Bonneville team that's very run heavy uh, uh, going into it. Obviously, Bonneville not having their best running back, but still a run heavy team. Um, so I, it's going to be a, a good contrast to see, you know, what if, you know, the defense of Sandpoint can stop um, Pocatello because they can score in a hurry and find ways to score and have uh, about a bazillion people that can score and not and then you know what I like the Thunder a little bit is uh, is someone we don't give a ton of credit to is Gellick, uh, Garrett Keller their kicker is a phenomenal kicker he's really good at onside kicks too um, he's he's a little weapon I I think that might be the difference um, in that game now that I think about it, it Garrett Keller of Pocatello is uh he you know he's won a game for him against Shelly. He's gotten onside kicks. Um he he's he can kind of he can kind of be that game game changer if it's a close game. 
Yeah, and and you mentioned the Pocatello defense. Devin Rodriguez and Carson Christensen, the two linebackers, man, it all starts there, and they're both so good. Um, so, yeah, it should be a fun defensive smash-mouth type game Friday night on IdahoSports.com. And so uh, check out and see if we're covering your game uh, this weekend, 17 of 24 games here on IdahoSports.com. Thanks for tuning into the East Idaho PrepCast, everybody. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the competition this weekend, and we'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.